Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Useless Doctors Book Club. My name is Pooja. I'm Sarah. And I'm Harshini. And this is season four, episode four. Um, and in this week's episode, we are going to talk about the book that I chose uh, for this week, The Dead Romantics by Ashley Poston. And as a preface, all I'm going to say is that I saw that there was a tag on it that was like heartwarming and like, you know, heartfelt or whatever. And I was like, you know what? It's the holiday season. We should read some heartwarming stuff. So I didn't really know much about it going in <laughs> other than it was heartwarming. Um, but I'm going to hand it over to Sarah to give us a spoiler-free summary of this book. Yeah, so this book follows... Florence Day and she's a ghostwriter for a well-known romance author named Anne Nichols I think and um she meets with a new, her new editor and he's basically like hurry up you got to finish this romance book by tomorrow but the issue is she doesn't believe in love anymore because of a bad breakup a year ago. And so she's having a really hard time finishing this book. And then she finds out that her dad dies. So she has to go back to her hometown and like prepare for his funeral. So the book is basically about, oh, well, I should also say she can see ghosts. So when she's in her hometown, there's a ghost that knocks on her door. And so basically the book is about like her interactions with this ghost and also her prepping for the funeral. Like her dad had some things that he definitely wanted for his funeral. So she's out to go get those things, I guess. So yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> that's about it without giving too many spoilers. But Hashini, uh, what is your spoiler-free thoughts about this book? Yeah, so I, I don't know. I feel like this book was definitely up and down for me. I think it definitely reminded me of this homework Christmas movie that we've seen before, and we can talk about that more later. But I feel like. Yeah, it was it was like a pretty solid and entertaining book overall, I think. Um, but there were parts that I didn't like. Um, and so I decided that I'm just gonna give this like a three point five stars. So not three stars. I think it's I think it's pretty good, but I feel like I still, like I said, didn't like certain parts of it. And I think also the fact that we just read a romance that was really good that we all really liked this just wasn't as good compared to it in my opinion but I think I would still recommend it for especially like I don't know if you're looking for just an easy read that has overall good vibes sometimes sad vibes I mean obviously her dad dies and that's a big part of the book and she's struggling with the whole <clears throat> love thing and it's like the previous book we read was about like 
you know, breakup that just happened, but this was like a year later, but she's still kind of getting over it. So there's a lot of that in it too, but at the same time, I think it's, it can be wholesome. But yeah, Pooja, what did you think about this book? So I, okay, to preface this, again, prefacing, I like thought this would be right up my alley. Like I like expected a lot from this book and it did not deliver. Um, <laughs> I So I rated it three stars because it's very similar to Harshini. Like I had like ups and downs with this book. I really like the parts where Florence is interacting with her family. I did not like the parts where Florence interacts with this ghost or like the romance aspect of this book. If the entire book got rid of the romance aspect, I think I would have liked this book more. Um, I also didn't really like Florence. She's annoying, a very annoying character. And like, she's supposed to be like, I feel like the author like made her forcefully very quirky. Like she was like really forcing the quirk. And like, she was like really forcing the quirk with like the town, like the town has like this dog as a mayor and it's like this like quirky Southern town or whatever. And it's, I don't know, I just did not, it was just like very forced. And I didn't like Florence. I didn't like, you know, this whole like the vibe of the Hallmark Christmas movie type of thing going on. And like, I like Hallmark Christmas movies, but this one just didn't work for me. Um. But yeah, but I, I would give it three stars mostly because I really liked her interacting with her family. Um, yeah, the other stuff I have to say is all spoilers. So I'm not going to say anything. Um, but three stars, I wouldn't recommend. Go watch a Hallmark Christmas movies. Like, <laughs> just it's better than reading this book. Um, Sarah, what did you think? Yeah, so... I don't know. I'm like in between on this book. I can't decide if it's good or bad. I feel like through our discussion, I'll figure it out. I feel like I probably rate it four stars just because, well, yeah, we'll go with four stars for now. I agree with Pooja. I think Florence was utterly irritating and the romance was... I think it could have been done better. Like, I feel like overall, I was still rooting for the romance, but it was like, I don't, I feel like it was lacking stuff. Like, it wasn't like, there, it was honestly kind of boring. There was no oomph to it. It was like very average. And yeah, I don't know. I guess we can get into the spoilers and discuss a few things. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was just an average book, kind of boring. Maybe I should rate it lower. <laughs> but I thought the concept in general, like her talking to ghosts and like she's, other than her dad, she's the only one that can talk to ghosts. So it's like, I don't know, interesting dynamic because other people don't really understand her um yeah it's it it's I like the concept but yeah could be improved I I don't know I really kind of high for not recommending it <laughs> I think there are better I guess it depends what you want and what you're asking for but if you're asking for a romance book there's definitely better if you're 
asking for a heartwarming, heartwarming book, I also think there's better. So for that reason, I wouldn't recommend it. But if you're super specific and you want someone talking to ghosts, I, I'd recommend this. Cool. Well, yeah, we have been hinting at the spoilers, which I think are just like more like important to this book than a normal like romance, I guess. So let's get into it. Um, if you want to read this book, then this would be the time to pause because we are about to spoil the whole thing and you can come back and listen when you're done or if you don't want to read this book because two out of three of us did not recommend it then keep listening um so i guess we should start with big spoilers um the biggest spoiler is that the ghost that we're hinting at is the main love interest benji who is her florence's new editor that she just meets one time before she um comes back to her hometown because her dad died and suddenly Benji is there and she's like what the heck happened and then also realizes that he's a ghost and is like oh my god did you die and so yada 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 all this stuff happens in her home her hometown and she gets to know him as you know a ghost and so she's obviously the she's the only person who can really talk to him and so they have have their bonding moments and then at the towards the end of the book they you know obviously other things happen but towards the end of the book they kind of have this moment where he realizes he's like actually dying or whatever quote unquote and so she's like super sad blah blah she goes back to New York City where she or like she works in New York City, lives in New Jersey technically, but she goes back and she realizes that he's been in a coma this whole time. So really he hasn't actually been dead. And he basically, yeah, was like trying to, and the whole thing is that whenever there's a ghost that she's kind of, Florence is interacting with, it's usually because they need some help to like kind of patch up something that's like, not finished yet and before they like pass on but for him it was kind of like telling her this whole like thing about how Ann Nichols the woman that she ghostwrites for is actually his grandma and she was actually a ghost when she first approached Florence to like get this whole ghostwriting gig and really like Benji kind of knew her like way before he actually met her that time when you know he became her editor so yeah all this all these reveals happen at the end and basically at the end he's now alive again and they can actually have a romance which there was just so many like okay you like think he's you know dying so she's not gonna have this romance anymore and then like I think the big twist is that he's actually alive but what did you guys think about all of that I mean, I don't, I kind of like the ending. I mean, I think it was really obvious because obviously he's going to come back to life, <laughs> especially for a heartwarming get- book. But I don't know. I was like, I was like hoping he'd come back to life and then that they would get together. I mean, I feel like it satisfied my wants pretty well. 
Yeah, it probably wouldn't have been heartwarming if he didn't come back to life. But I just thought it was so interesting how he remembered everything that happened while he was in a coma. Uh, and then like <laughs> they acted at like they like didn't meet for three months or something. And then they met again. And he was like, oh, I thought it was a dream. But then he's like perfectly like like they barely spend any time together when they're both alive. And then they're like, oh, I love you. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> That's true. I feel like that went a little fast. That's, yeah, I think some of the things were a little underdeveloped, especially like, I mean, I feel like they did have a lot of moments when they were like, he was a ghost, but uh, not enough for me. I feel like it was like, it was kind of boring and it was like, I don't know even why I was rooting for them because I feel like it was so boring. They had like mediocre interactions, but I don't know. I guess the author did a good job of me wanting to. Yeah, I mean, I I do feel like they had like, even though it wasn't as developed, they, they did have like some level of connection for some I don't know honestly now that I'm trying to put it into words I'm like did they I don't know it just made it feel like they did when he was I think it was mostly the fact that only she could really talk to him so his only job was to follow her around and like talk to her um but I yeah I definitely you know mentioned in the last podcast that I don't like when they like I mean obviously it's just feels weird when like people have been like known each other really like even though Benji has known her and thought she was attractive for longer than like she's really known him it's still like they've never had interactions so they've only interacted for like about a week and then it's like bam I love you which I'm like why why did we have to go there and I don't know I feel like I personally didn't think they were like, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I also didn't realize like how much was left in the book um, because I was reading on my Kindle and I was just like, not really. Well, I don't know. I did notice there was a decent percentage left. So I was like, hmm, what else is going to happen? But I thought it was just like a really long, like end pages of like random stuff. So I, I was just like, oh yeah, I, I think this book is ending and he is, you know, obviously dead. And this whole experience was just her like, trying to get over her previous breakup and stuff like that but I don't know I just thought the book was ending in so many chapters and I was like nope there's more and he's alive and the very end the very like last part is like a little hint that um she has a daughter and obviously it's like her daughter with him or whatever but I'm like I don't know I just well, wait a minute I think I totally missed that. What do you mean? It was like one paragraph. Like, yeah, it was really minor. And it was just like a hinted at thing, but it was like her, um, like going back to her, isn't it her? I don't know if that was her house. No, I think it was the funeral home. It was the funeral, like it was like a kid walks into a funeral home and then she sees her mom's like secret stash of like X-Files fan fiction. And then like, initially we hear that like Florence used to write X-Files fan fiction and stashed it secretly in the funeral home wow I entirely missed that part 
yeah it was just like a description of her so you just like knew but yeah I mean that was like a super minor thing part but I feel like yeah the whole the whole thing of I don't know it was like they were in general like I could see it being cute I guess I approached this entire book because it reminded me of what is that book I mean Hallmark movie called where I like literally thought before we started this book that this is the spirit of Christmas spirit of Christmas where she like kisses a ghost or something and I was like is this book gonna be a book where she kisses a ghost or something just jokingly and it it turned out to be the case (laughs) I was just like since I figured that out like I figured out Benji was a ghost I was like approaching this whole book as a Hallmark movie so I just really didn't have high standards for it but I think yeah if you were expecting more out of this book it probably did not deliver unfortunately for you Pooja I just am so disappointed (laughs) in this book it's the biggest disappointment of 2022 honestly I'm so <laughs> no that, that's you know what that, that means you haven't had some bad disappointments though <laughs> no I had some I had some good books in 2022 but I'm just like so like I like really wanted to like this book like I thought it would be fun and like interesting and no also I was like totally making a uh, face because I was reading Allie Hazelwood our <laughs> oh my god I saw that have, <laughs> we combined have before <laughs> she wrote and uh she gave this book five stars and wrote a whole review about it and then she was like guys 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 this is a masterpiece and I was like no (laughs) no I know I I forget if it was her I think it probably was but I think I saw that something on like the cover I don't know if this was this book or last book but like yeah then I was kind of like hmm is this book actually gonna be good (laughs) because I don't think we like this author. Yeah, it was this book. It was yeah. She didn't yeah. know it would be bad. Literally, she wrote Florence is exactly the type of lovable, endearing, relatable lead I want to fall for. And I was like, you know what? This reminds me of the lead of Love on the Brain. That's why I didn't like this girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's like true. no, no. The thing is, Florence had, I will say, Florence did have some redeemable qualities. And like, this is what I was talking about in my review where I said, I liked her with her family. Like when she's, I feel like this author had like two different books. One is Florence returning back to her hometown and like dealing with the grief of losing her dad while also like reconciling with her family, reconciling with the town. And the second part is all this like ghost plus romance storyline. And there are like two different storylines and obviously they intersect the entire time. But I feel like it's like, this is something that I used to talk about in older podcast episodes where it's like, you have a book that tries to do too much. I feel like this is one of those books that tries to do too, like tries to do too much where you have this whole, it's like Florence, like has to reconcile with her family, has to deal with the grief of losing her dad, has to also do this job, has to also deal with the fact that this guy that she liked died, has to deal with her old breakup, and like has to deal with like wanting to move back to the South while she lives in New York. Like there's like way too much stuff for one person in this book. And like the author tries to do all of these things at the same time. And in the process doesn't do any justice. So it's like, you have this person, you could have made this solely a romance book, 
and like focused more on developing the romance between Benji and Florence and like focused more on like them having conversations them dealing with this and like if you wanted to include the aspect of grief with that you could have done that with with the romance but you didn't need to add all the other extra things on top of it like that that wasn't necessary or like the author could have gone in the direction of just like remove this whole ghost aspect just deal with like a woman returning back dealing with all of this stuff and then do that well and like you know develop that properly but because everything was just mushed up together and like combined it just really it nothing was done well I feel I feel like I need to knock this down another star because I'm just like <laughs> so I know. Like, it, it's just it was not like this book had so much potential and it just didn't and the fact that the author like really needed felt the need to like really sell us on Florence being this quirky main lead really bothered me as well because like the way that they describe it, at least in the Goodreads description, is that Florence is supposed to be this like millennial ghostwriter and like millennial blah, blah, blah. But then like the author like really took that into like to the extreme, making her like this like super quirky blah, blah, blah. And it was like, like you had like the book had to feature like all of these like token people per se, that it just felt like tokenization of characters and that sort of thing, like just to like check off a specific box like we will include a gay character we will include a non-binary character we will include xyz like it just felt a little bit too tokenizing but yeah anyway I was just I don't know yeah I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should knock it down to three or 3.5 I agree I think there was too much going on like it's I yeah each separate part like the romance and the funeral could be its own book and I guess that's what bothered me because there was like half-assed development in in both areas like I don't know she had like this problem where she couldn't ask for help and then all of a sudden she could ask for help again and it was like wow she learned to ask for help but I was like I feel like there was not enough development where she came, went from I can't ask for help to all of a sudden I can ask for help because all, all it was is like oh I can't get these wildflowers wait was it even no it was like I can't get the crows and then her brother's like I'll help you and then she was like okay and that was the entire development of being able to ask for help um so yeah that bothered me a bit and I feel like you could come up with the same things in the the relationship with Benji. It was like, oh, I really like him. But like, you barely know the dude. Like, how do you know that you like him? I mean, I get that he's attractive. But like, outside of that, I feel like there wasn't much going on. And then you had the, a whole other thread of her ex-boyfriend publishing a book about like she would tell him ghost stories and say oh she's gonna publish it one day like there are actual stories that happened to her talking to ghosts but she just said that she made them up because otherwise he'd think she's weird and it was like I don't get what the whole point is I mean I get that it was like that's why she doesn't believe in love but I feel like it was 
described a little too heavy for the amount of relevance that it did have. And like, oh my God, this part really pissed me off. In the beginning, she goes to like this poetry reading or writing. I don't know. They read stuff. And then she sees her ex there and they both volunteer to read stuff at the same time. And then she gets upset and she leaves. Then she runs into her editor and out of the fucking blue, they start kissing. And I'm like, what was the purpose of this at all? Like, there's no leading up to this scene. And there's nothing that really resulted in it. I guess, like, maybe more reasoning of why he showed up when he was a ghost at her doorstep. But, like, I don't I feel like it could have done been done a lot better. I was just like, I don't understand what this roller coaster was. And honestly, there was no point to it, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> that was like, and then that was, yeah, right when she found out her dad died and everything. And then, yeah. But that also reminded me that I remember, yeah, I really didn't like this book in the beginning because also, like, this didn't even, I mean, I guess it got resolved eventually, but she was also trying to finish her book, as Pooja mentioned, I think, or Sarah mentioned, that she's trying to finish this book that had like a deadline upcoming and she thought that that's why Benji her editor was like being a ghost and like trying to get her to finish this book but every time she sat down to try to write this book like it would be the same repetitive thing of like oh my god I don't believe in love anymore so I can't write this book like I remember reading that at the end of one chapter and then the next chapter it said it again and I was like why we get it like we get that you don't believe in love and that you're having trouble writing this I feel like there was stuff like that that was definitely a space where the author could have used it to develop something else so I felt like the book was like really slow and dragged on in the beginning so comparatively, I thought at least like stuff happened in the towards the end, but I also agree that, you know, I forgot how much happened in, the, in this book because I was kind of like, I mean, I do like when the romance is not the only thing in the book. And I guess like I lean towards Benji being not even like, it's not even supposed to be a romance book, but like more of this, like maybe like a family kind of book where she's trying to get over this grief of like you know processing her grief of her dad dying and like Benji just helping her him her through it but like maybe his feelings for her or whatever like have some impact but it doesn't have to like they don't have to get together at the end or like it doesn't have to be like because I think if a lot of those things didn't happen like we wouldn't have as much of a problem with their romance quote-unquote but like I mean, obviously, if it is going to be presented as a romance, then they, there needs to be, like, more, at least, connection. And I feel like even when they talked, I don't know what they talked about, like, but it wasn't, like, substantive, deep stuff, usually. Like, if it was something where they were, like, connecting over, like, like if he was kind of like, oh, yeah, I lost someone really important in my life. I don't know if he ever said that. I don't think so, because I don't remember it. Wait, but, he said his parents died. Oh, 
yeah okay okay <laughs> well I think his parents died when he was younger right yeah like 13. I don't know if he said this because I guess I didn't really realize but he could have like hinted at the fact that his grandma died and obviously she didn't know that it was Ann Nichols but like they could have you know talked about grief or something like that nothing like that really happened that I notably remember so I don't know it was all yeah not the best <laughs> I feel like I don't know yeah I don't know if I can say it was still entertaining because I feel like I'm usually harsher for books but I don't know I, I would still say like it entertained me enough that I would yeah probably leave my rating at like three stars but I don't know go going back to the the scene where like so after Florence goes back to you know like uh she's from North Carolina I think and like she Benji shows up I feel like they got over the fact that he was dead very quickly like he this man unexpectedly died and showed up at her door and she was just like oh yeah okay <laughs> like did not I was just like I don't know like I feel like I would be you know pretty surprised but like she was like not surprised at all she was like no nah, you're dead and then like but then like only like the of uh, like several chapters later does she feel bad about the way that she handled that situation like you just told someone that like they die you know like the way that she was acting it was so nonchalant I was just like and then she felt bad like later on like several chapters later like oh I didn't even think about how he would have interpreted dying and I'm like you are so dense <laughs> like, which is another reason why I didn't like Florence because I feel like there were certain scenes like that where she would just like forget about other people's feelings and like how they might think about certain things and like oh Honestly, I don't understand why Benji fell in love with her in the first place. I don't really get it. I'm very confused by that. <laughs> but wow, so harsh. Okay, yeah. That honestly, that his character didn't have a lot of depth though. So yeah. maybe they're the meant for each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, the way uh, the way that they described him is that they keep like the author kept describing him as like a mountain of a man. Like super tall super large and I'm like okay we get it like he's tall and he's large I get it and then they kept talking about like how he he was like also like really loved love stories like he loves reading romance and like that's like his defining characteristic that he like loves to read about love and I was like okay I guess I don't really know I also didn't understand like there was also this alternative like small plot line of how he knew Florence like the day that she met that other dude he also saw her there and like he's liked her since then and I was like that was completely unnecessary but okay <laughs> add this whole like oh he was pining for her for so long and I was like dude no <laughs> like move on with your life yeah that that was kind of weird to include I guess it was like to include some heart warming more heartwarming because like yeah I don't know I don't know why they included it I guess because he technically knew even back then wait did he was she a ghostwriter back then too 
yeah she was but like I don't think he knew that she was for his grandma no no he knew from the beginning yeah I thought oh yeah yeah okay so I think because for some reason like I know Anne approached as a ghost approached her approach Florence but for some reason yeah okay I, I thought he was like involved also in like the whole like coordinating it but I don't know I feel like also I forgot that he probably knew who I think he probably knew who she was and like he was the other big thing was like her book that was like kind of not a success because it was just like no one really bought it and stuff so she wrote this book before she became a ghostwriter but the whole thing was like this book really helped him through a really hard time I forget what, what it was but it just really helped him out and so I think that was part of it too but I mean it was still like okay <laughs> I don't know yeah you don't like either of them <laughs> I'm just like no no I did not like either of you oh god uh this book like I the other thing that I wrote down here that I felt like was really weird was that the author I don't know if you guys noticed this this is unrelated to anything but the author kept talking about NYU like every time Florence put on a sweatshirt it had to be I put on my NYU sweatshirt (laughs) like every single time (laughs) I didn't realize that at all she would be like oh let me go put on my NYU sweatshirt oh I'm gonna go put on my NYU sweatshirt I was like I got it you went to NYU which college did you go to again I forgot (laughs) please tell me again (laughs) oh my god yeah what did you guys think about like the whole funeral thing because I guess like another quirk thing and, and more related to the family was that they basically run this like funeral home and like basically every funeral that happens in their town they kind of like run it and so even though her dad just died like her family is involved in not only planning his funeral and everything but also like still keeping the business running um and yeah and then they have like all these like quirky things of I guess just the family like knowing how to do all of this like weird stuff that you do when you kind of like process I don't know like like clean the bodies and stuff like that um which I thought was kind of cute I was like oh I don't know that I feel like it just like reminded me of the vibes I got from like watching Wednesday even though that wasn't as closely related but like just that like they weren't like dark people or anything but they just like had a different like kind of perception of death and stuff and her dad was also like trying to get them to kind of celebrate instead of like mourning his death as much so I thought the whole family dynamic was pretty cute overall yeah I feel like um the addition of them owning a funeral home was really yeah I liked it I think it made the book more interesting and it helped give her family members like a little more depth to them because it it talks about like their personalities related to the funeral home 
But you know, one question I had, if they're a funeral home for this town, how the hell is town? Like, it's a small town, right? She like walks from one thing to another. How on earth do they have that many funerals that it's like never ending? <laughs> Doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand the logistics of, I didn't, I, this was like a larger point about, I just didn't understand the town. Like I didn't get it, but yeah, finish, finish I, your thought and then I'll, I'll, we'll go into that one. But Well, yeah, it, it's, it is a little confusing because I feel like it's portrayed as a big town, but also a small town, like mainly a small town, but sometimes a big town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, because everyone stays there and everyone knows each other. So it must be small, but there's so many deaths. They have like what, two a week or something. So Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, the other thing is that, so Florence keeps talking about how she like hates the small town but then also loves the small town like she hates being back there but then she also loves it and like she knows everyone in the town like apparently or everyone at least knows her because they keep like she as Sarah was saying like she can walk from place to place and like everyone knows her by name like knows exactly who she is but then there's also like a ton of people in this town who apparently don't like her and like made her life miserable. But like she hates it, but she likes it. And I'm just like, I can't tell what you think about the town because <laughs> you keep changing your mind. But like, I mean, she could just like certain things and not like others. No, but like she wants to come back, but she hates it. Which is just like either like I don't understand. Because she's like, oh my god, I miss home. Like, I miss the dog mayor and I miss all the people. But then, oh, but I hate that all those high school people still said something. I was like, I don't really know. Because it's not like you interact with them that much. Because apparently, like, she only interacted with them once in the entire time she was there. I was like, oh, she interacted with Heather a couple of times. But, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I guess. I don't really know. Oh, okay. I have another thought. Did you, did anyone have a thought before I share my other thought? No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So this is like this other thing where basically, okay. So uh, the, the, like the book I felt kept jumping around where like they were talking about how Lawrence talks about having multiple ghost experiences, right? Experience, like having a lot of experiences with, okay, there are two things. One is having a lot of experiences with other ghosts. And the second is having a lot of like bad romantic experiences. So the one thing is that with the romantic experiences, she talks about having a lot of different bad romantic experiences, but really only emphasizes one with this guy named Lee. But like, that's the only one that we see that like apparently caused significant damage to her perception of love. But like she talks about how all of these experiences combined is what damaged her perception of love at the end. But like we never really see any of those experiences, but like she keeps hinting at them. The second is this idea of like multiple ghost experiences where she talks about having a lot of ghost experiences but then we only really see the one, which is the one when she was 13 and like that caused her damage, at least 
like in her town and that sort of thing. And I just felt like, I don't really know. Cause it, it, the author was making it seem like there were so many experiences that like caused Florence to become the way that she has become. But we actually like, but it's like that idea of like telling us all of this rather than showing us anything where all the author has done is showed us that like this one experience when she was 13 and this one experience with this dude named Lee, but everyone else, like every, but then telling us, no, 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 there were so many more like that. That is the reason why Florence is the way that she is. Like, it's not just one experience. It's multiple, but I don't know. I think there's a lot of telling, not a lot of showing. And that's just one example of that. Yeah. I do get that but at the same time I feel like there was so much stuff in this book like if you added more examples it would be an even longer book and it would be I don't I feel like maybe it would be a little too much I feel like maybe maybe just like brief introductions or just saying it was only Lee and it was only that one incident which like feel like could have been fine I mean Lee did fuck her over a lot or was not very nice so (laughs) and I could see how that the whole solving the mystery at 13 would be traumatic for her and she wouldn't want to live there anymore so I feel like she didn't need more experiences in my opinion and if she would include some she'd have to cut other things out of the story that's a fair point I think like with with Lee I felt like we I don't really know like I just feel like that whole thing was like I feel like her main qualm was the fact that he which I mean would be anyone's qualm which was the fact that he like took her idea and ran with it and then was like you don't know how to write anything blah blah but I mean it was more than that it was like at work functions she like yeah he was just like a not good guy but I feel like the main thing was the fact that he took her story and then like messed it up but we didn't really see like him messing it up like we we as the book progressed we saw like how wrongly he portrayed the town and like that and like all that sort of stuff is like why she really had a problem with it but I feel like I if we had been shown that all at once in the beginning then we can sympathize with her more throughout because like I don't know it's like you keep telling me that Lee is bad but then never showing me that Lee is bad until like the towards the end when like finally I see like oh it's because he like totally messed up his the portrayal of your town and your story and all that sort of stuff but yeah but I to tell I feel like it's so much to tell at the beginning like yeah I mean I agree I I do think it's a lot but I also think even without all of this the book still was doing too much yeah (laughs) it was that's why I'm like I understand why the author wouldn't include something like that I mean I feel like I understood that Lee was a bad person. I mean, it wasn't just stealing her idea. It was like manipulating her and only using her for her stories. And like, he didn't end up actually even liking her. 
So even though she was like in love with him. So I feel like I still under the, understood the gist of it. Even if I understood what he was saying, like if I understood her qualms with it, like as the story progressed. Mm. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. The whole Lee thing made sense. And I, I feel like it was definitely like a big thing that happened and stuff. But like I mentioned before, this happened a year ago. And I feel like, I don't know, like I understand how that would, like, I think it was just also not in her personality to like, I don't know, do anything about it. Like, obviously, she was trying to get rid of this like persona that she had in her hometown where she could talk to ghosts and stuff so she wasn't gonna kind of be like oh yes this is actually like my personal stories and like I don't know be confrontational in any way but it just felt like there was I don't know it it, like took a while for her to kind of get over that just because it had happened so long ago I almost wish like it happened a little bit more recently but I don't know, maybe that would have messed up the timeline with like when she would have had to finish this book. Um, I don't know. They could have probably overlapped a little more. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I feel like even though all of that happened and then I think by the end, like she kind of got over it by being like, oh, yes, it's still like in the end, my story, like no matter how much he has like kind of taken from it and and like the book still comes out and everything but I don't know maybe I like for that particular storyline I would have been more satisfied if like she prevented this book from coming out and she like did something more to screw him over like she just basically never screwed him over which probably happens in real life but I was kind of like I wish there was more payback you know other than punching him in the face she doesn't do anything else yeah it was like that's so such a letdown like okay you punched him in the face in a hospital like she could have just let go you're going to meet the new guy like (laughs) why even waste any time on the old guy (laughs) i guess he was there too so he was also visiting but still yeah and then she just ran out and didn't see him for six months. Oh, wait, no. Was that? No, it was. Yeah. 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 She, and she doesn't see him. She doesn't. She went all the way there and then decides not to see him. And I was like, because she sees yeah, that. But also, his ex-fiance was there. So I feel like I would feel a little awkward, especially because who knows if he even remembers it. I'd be yeah. like, I mean, I, I, if you think about it, she only met him like one or two times then it's like well what are you doing (laughs) yeah and then all the time she spent with him he was a ghost yeah you know my other qualm with this is i read this in one of the reviews where someone was like why did anyone tell her that her editor was in a coma yeah that's a good point i or dead like if he was supposed to be dead i feel like she would have known that (laughs) Yeah, I think she like, only kind of found out through Rose, but I think she asked her, or like, I don't know, but then Rose was like, oh yeah, like, like she kind of just assumed that he died, but then by the end, you figure out that Rose just like, I never said he died, <laughs> like, but yeah, yeah, it's weird because Rose does not work at her, like, at the publishing place or anything, so yeah. Uh, and Rose was just like, no, he got hit by a car, but uh, like, they like don't 
this one is that's like so weird that they don't have like any sort of like feelings regarding this like they're just like oh shit he got hit by a car yeah okay so next thing like <laughs> like not even like oh that's so sad or anything like that and like the the callousness with the way she tells him like you're dead as a doornail and then he's just like so upset by this and i'm like yeah because a normal person would be <laughs> oh my god uh also, I read that Ashley Poston, Poston is a YA author, like she writes young adult books. And I'm like, this actually makes a lot of sense because the book <laughs> seems a little bit like a young adult novel. That's true. <laughs> what did you guys think of their ghost sex? I feel like I knew it was coming because she <laughs> writes muddy stuff or whatever. <laughs> but it was like, it was a good attempt, I guess. Oh, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? And then I remembered. <laughs> I was just waiting for it. I was like, I know she writes muddy stuff, so it must be something coming. But I guess what can you even do in that situation? <laughs> it was really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> It was. I was. I like skipped over a large amount. I was like, I don't need to read this. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What else? Um, I thought the most uh, heartwarming part was the actual funeral scene, which is why yeah, it was cute. Two stars instead of one star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel like yeah the whole like family dynamic and then the funeral part and like all of that was was cute so I do feel like I don't know I, I think like yes there could have especially her working through her problems could have been done better like I think that part since it was heartwarming and good like I feel like it made up for some other bad stuff or like I don't know, redeemed a little bit, not in the same aspects, but it just gave you something to look forward to. And I feel like, yeah, the if the author fixed some of the other things and then just took out some things, I feel like it could have still been a good book, even if there were kind of these multiple layers of having her dad die and having all this ghost stuff going on. But I feel, because I feel like you know, it was connected. I also was going to ask, do you guys, did you guys expect that her dad would come and talk to her as a ghost? I was kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, I was like waiting for him to come back. <laughs> I was like, why is this man not coming back? I mean, I guess it's because they only see the ghosts if they're supposed to resolve something. Yeah, but at the same time, he died kind of sudden, so I wouldn't be surprised if he had some unfinished business that he wanted her to do. I so. see. I thought that, but then I also felt like because he had like everything in place, like he had like a whole plan yeah. and everything. So like, and it, the, I thought it was like more symbolic of the fact that like he lived like, uh, like no with like no regrets or something like I thought it was like one of those things where because he had lived like such a full life with no regrets it didn't really matter like he wouldn't come back as a ghost anyway because he like 
lived to his fullest every day and that sort of thing and I thought I thought that would come into play more but it didn't really like I thought like maybe in his maybe in the speech that she had to read he it would like come out like that that sort of like thinking or idea would come out but I don't think that was the case I think the entire speech was kind of more about like love your family I don't really like (laughs) I don't really know (laughs) yeah I don't remember honestly but yeah now I'm trying to remember because like I know he wasn't taking care of his health or something I I forget if he had like a specific condition but I also don't remember if the rest of her family got to like they at least weren't there obviously around him more um but I think they it was also pretty sudden we're like on the way to the hospital or something like he like died super quickly um but yeah I I was like uh, I don't know because I think even though in some ways I feel like because you know like the dad and the mom had such a close relationship and stuff and I I know like the siblings kind of hinted at like oh are you not telling us that you're talking to dad and stuff because it would kind of almost be unfair to only kind of be able to see her but also at the same time her dad knows that he would be able to see her again and stuff like like if he planned all of this he could have like purposefully left something unfinished in order to like have the chance to have her say goodbye and stuff and it could also be like because I think even with the whole Benji thing it was more for Lawrence's benefit but I also felt like I don't know I think it's like it would have been a little like more corny or like you know like more predictable for the dad to come as a ghost so I feel like the author did one thing it was like okay I'm not gonna make the dad come back but instead I'm gonna make the guy come back to life (laughs) which I was like I'm glad both things didn't happen because then I would kind of be like wow okay but I feel like I don't know I would have probably preferred the dad to come back rather than him to be alive (laughs) (laughs) yeah so okay so this like this is like they actually mentioned this movie in the book they mentioned they have a lot of like movie and other book references in the book but like they mentioned the movie meet joe black um and in that that movie spoilers for meet joe black but like it's with brad pitt and like basically brad pitt's character i forgot his name i think his name is joe but like he like he meets this girl in like a coffee shop and they hit it off but they just like chat whatever and then she's like okay i'll see you around whatever and like she goes immediately afterwards this dude like he like gets her phone number or something immediately afterwards he gets hit by a bus in the same way that benji gets hit by a bus and then he gets hit by a bus and then he dies but then he comes back to life but like he comes like basically what happens is that he comes back to life and like meets this girl and like she falls but like he's not himself he is like death like death is in the body of joe and then like she she he like meets her again and they like hit it off again and then she falls in love with him and then but then like at the end like he death leaves joe's body but brings joe back to life and then they meet again and then they fall in love again it's so dumb but anyway <laughs> like Wait, I, I was thinking this kind of i mean brad pitt is great at it but like <laughs> it's like young brad pitt but then um i was thinking like this this like is kind of like that where like I thought like the author of this book basically did the same exact thing as that like and like where he like 
dies but doesn't die and like comes back to life but then remembers everything from like his ghost life and like I feel someone else said that this is like just this is the plot of the another another movie called Just Like Heaven with Reese Witherspoon where like she's also in like a coma but then is like the ghost and like she falls in love with some guy and then I was just like why have there been so many movies like this that are exactly the same I totally <laughs> forgot about that movie but yeah oh my god was she a ghost or the yeah, guy was like low-key she was like in a coma too like she was okay. in it yeah yeah but yeah people have thought of this idea multiple times I don't know why I was only thinking of that one movie that we watched but like I think I looked it up or something and there's just so many movies that are similar and I was like wow I don't know I didn't realize this is such a popular concept because why it's so weird romance ghost romance is a popular genre you know mm-hmm. okay well I don't know is there anything else that you guys had to talk about yeah no I was just really disappointed <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was surprised because I was like I feel like Pooja maybe will like this book the best but Sarah and I were a little nicer and you're like no but I also think it's you know it definitely makes a difference how high your expectations are because then you can really get let down so I've learned to keep my expectations low (laughs) yes yes I am knocking my rating down to two stars and oh geez I know I'm just ah I did not like I this book could have been saved if Florence at least was a well like a good character but she's just like a forcefully quirky you know she reminds me too much about love on the brain and I just didn't like that book yeah that's true got some serious similar vibes it's like I saw as Ali Hazelwood's review and I was like knocking it down one more star <laughs> I'm sorry Ali Hazelwood if you're listening to this podcast I <laughs> we have beef with you it's a one-sided beef but still <laughs> all right well I guess that wraps up season four episode four where we talked about the dead romantics So next week, I think there is more promise because (laughs) it is our 50th episode. So I'm choosing a book that I've already read that I like. So I'm really hoping that you guys like it too. And you know what? A lot of other people like it. So I think think there is promise to it. Um, But it's Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owen. Um, And it was also recently made into a movie. I guess it's been it's been a, quite a while now. <laughs> it's on Netflix, so we will be doing another reviewing the book and the movie. And I don't know if the author was involved, but like for some reason, I feel like the movie is going to be similar to the book. So I'm I'm really hoping this is not like a you know the movie is just so wildly wrong, or yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll do a couple things different that are better, but. This is, I don't know what genre this is. I guess it's just like fiction. There's a bit of mystery involved in it, I believe. Um, but yeah, it's a solid book. So we shall read it and watch the movie. But until then, 
We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.